It is 89 degrees at 422 on the DWS News Hour. State Representative Chad Hayes, Republican from Catlin, has announced today he will not seek re-election in 2018. He has served in the Illinois General Assembly since December of 2010. He's been assistant minority leader since 2013. The 104th district uh, surrounds much of Champaign-Urbana and gathers a part of it, also includes Rantoul, and over in Vermilion County includes the city of Danville and other parts of Vermilion County. He joins us now on the phone. Uh, Representative Hayes, congratulations, I should say, of sorts. Thanks for your time. It sounds like, though, um, this isn't just you feeling like you've run your course. You've become, is embittered a fair word with the political process? Well, I, I think it, there's no question the last uh 31 months uh, without a budget has, has been a challenge. You know, I think anybody who comes from a background of thinking of themselves as uh, a person who gets things done, I was the mayor of my own hometown for eight years. We had eight balanced budgets. I worked in the private sector for uh, what is now President's Health. It was Provena Health at the time. Uh, you know, anybody who, who fancies themselves a high achiever uh, having uh, largely nothing happened for 30 months is going to be uh, pretty restless with that situation. And I don't know many people who uh, are electable uh, that would be very comfortable with that dynamic. So uh, there's no question that that has something to do with it. And so, you know, part of it's personal. I mean, we're at a part, uh, point in our life, my wife and I, are uh, our oldest children are both grown and have blessed us with uh, two grandchildren. Our youngest son is a junior in college. And so, you know, we are uh, going into a new chapter of our life uh, as empty nesters and, and looking at, you know, we're still in our working years. I like to think I've got a little uh, tread on the professional tires uh, left. And so, you know, I think it's a combination of things. Uh, the lack of movement uh, in, in Springfield uh, does uh, uh, tax you quite a bit, but part of it is, is just personal. And, and I'm not somebody who had really planned to be on uh, in Springfield until I was 70 years old to begin with. So I think all of those things uh, coming together uh, made this uh, a pretty good time. And, and the decision has been made in our household uh, between my wife and I. And, uh, you know, it, the, the election cycle for 2018 is coming up. People will have to start passing petitions in the fall uh, to file to run in the primary next spring and then the general election in 2018. So, you know, those kinds of decisions are are you know, 60 to 90 days away for folks who might be interested. So I thought in fairness to the process, uh, this was a pretty good time. We're talking with State Representative Chad Hayes from the 104th District who announced today he will not seek re-election in 2018. He's been in the House since December of 2010. Uh, what would you say to somebody who is thinking about running then? What what would your message be, regardless of party, given that you've what you've said, at least in part, has influenced your decision about the political climate? Well, I, I w- would say, uh, you know, pragmatically, uh, two out of the last three years, the legislature hasn't been paid. So, you know, if you don't have uh, tens of thousands of dollars stash back to live on, you might want to reconsider. Uh, I would start with if it's somebody I liked. Um, and that, that happened under Governor Quinn as well. And I say that kind of jokingly, but it's really not a joke. I mean, if one's not independently wealthy, uh, the Supreme Court, of course, struck that down. Uh, but that's something that actually happened to people. Uh, and, you know, most of the folks are not independently wealthy, et cetera. Some would argue, oh, you shouldn't have gotten paid because of the uh, uh, the impasse. And that's that's really another discussion. But, 
you know, those kinds of things one has to bear in mind. Some folks uh, in the General Assembly uh, have other professional jobs and other uh, means to live on. Some do not. Uh, but that's a consideration for anybody. But I think as it relates to being a legislator, um, you know, it is something that requires your attention almost all the time. Uh, the public, particularly in a district like mine in Vermillion and Champaign County, it's very much unlike the districts in the suburb of the city where you, you're known, uh, but you're probably not known at the grocery store. In my district, you know, I go to the grocery store in Danville uh, or one of the rural communities, and folks know you in the, in the, in the line. And per, they might have known your parents or maybe your grandparents, and they expect you to be visible, uh, and they know you on a personal basis. And so you really, you know, uh, under ordinary circumstances, I'd be in three parades tomorrow, uh, three. Uh, and, you know, that is full-time all the time. You run one year, you collect petitions the next. And so it really is kind of a high-throttle vocation um, that requires your undivided attention, uh, you know, almost perpetually. And, and, you know, if you're not prepared for that or if you don't understand that that's what it takes uh, to get elected and reelected, et cetera, in addition to the public policy piece, then you probably don't have a very realistic uh, uh, approach to uh, what you're in for. Well, you said that uh, this is a good time in your life as well, and you never had in mind to be uh, spending a long time in the House. And look, the, the, the idea of term limits is a, a much deeper conversation. But in general, do you feel that uh, the state is better served and perhaps representatives are better served if they serve a shorter period of time, a handful of terms, two or three terms, uh, like you've done, as opposed to trying to be in, in, in a seat in perpetuity? You know, I, I guess I have mixed emotions about it. I'm not somebody who has any particular problem with term limits. I believe strongly that the leaders should have term limits. I'm in my fourth term, so if I complete this term, I will have uh, served a little over eight years. Uh, when I was mayor of my hometown, I served eight years. I guess in my case, I've had kind of self-imposed term limits that are probably in the neighborhood of term limits that people would like to see anyway. Um, uh, but I don't know that it's required. I mean, you know, one could argue we have term limits, and it's every two years in the House, and the voters decide. And certainly there is some value to having a tenured representative. Um, in my case... I was very fortunate. It's very, very rare. I was selected in my se only my second term to be in the uh, House Republican leadership. Uh, that doesn't happen very often, and certainly I think that was beneficial uh, not only to me but to my constituents and the and the uh, the area that I serve. Uh, but that doesn't happen very often. So I think you can make an argument uh, both ways. I think the leadership dynamic is a little bit different. I don't know that it's a terribly healthy dynamic to have somebody in a leadership position kind of controlling. The legislative process for three or four decades in a row. Uh, but, you know, uh, people have the opportunity every year uh, or every other year to vote for their state representative. So I guess I don't get too hung up on that personally. From a personal standpoint, you know, even in my hometown of Catlin, I, you know, I'm somebody who's been blessed to be mayor of my hometown where I grew up to be the state representative from here. It's a rare and special privilege. I felt like I was a young guy. I was 28 years old when I was elected mayor of my hometown, and by the time I was 36, you know, I felt like if I don't do some other things, coach Little League and, and get involved with my children in that way, those are things that you can't get back, ever. And I felt strongly that I had a responsibility uh, to my children and even to myself uh, to do those kinds of things. So for me, the term limit thing has happened kind of naturally in terms of where I am in my life. 
Representative Hayes, you said there may be still some tread on the tires there. Uh, do you have an idea of what may be next after this term is over? No, you know, I, uh, you know there are a couple of things that, that might be possibilities, but I, I would be less than honest. It's not like I have a job that I'll be announcing, you know, three weeks from now that I'm leaving the General Assembly to take. Uh, that's the other thing. I, I announce now I'm still very much in the Illinois General Assembly. My term doesn't end. The next General Assembly won't be sworn in and probably until the second week of January of 2019. So that gives me a, you know, a pretty comfortable stretch to uh, explore the, uh, the uh, avenues that are available. Uh, I'm an East Central Illinois native, a sixth-generation Eastern Illinoisan. Uh, this is my home. I live literally around the corner from where my, I grew up and my mother still lives. So, uh, you know, I've always been active in the community, uh, in my, you know, my own community, in the Danville and Champaign area. Uh, you know, there will be some things that I'll probably pick up again that you lose touch with a little. When you're in Springfield all the time, you know, you don't go to the Rotary Club meeting every week and those kinds of things. So uh, those are things that I've always been involved with. I've always been a community-minded person in this role as a volunteer, and there's no question I'll continue to, to do those things. And frankly, I look forward to getting back to some of that because I really enjoyed that before my tenure in Springfield. Before we let you go, Representative, uh, the budget bill, the governor announcing today um, and, and has indicated already that he will veto what the House has already passed. It's going to the Senate, and they have to take that up. But assuming it gets to the governor's desk and he vetoes that, then what? Um, how will you stand on that, and what do you, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, we will see what happens. The, uh, the governor, you know, any governor, and certainly this governor, has very broad veto powers. Uh, uh, the governor could veto the bill outright. Uh, he could amendatorily veto it and say, uh, you know, the spending number in the budget is pretty close to the um, spending number in the governor's introduced budget. So I, I don't know that the number itself in terms of the overall spending is going to be problematic. It's kind of ironic in Illinois we haven't had a budget for three years, yet the spending in the last fiscal year that ended a couple of days ago was $40 billion dollars. Uh, when the revenue was only $32 billion, which speaks for itself in terms of uh, how absurd that is. But not only that, you know, we spent $40 billion, but we didn't pay the money that we owe to the University of Illinois or Danville Area Community College or health care providers or human service providers. So for me and the people in my district, not only did we spend more money than we had, and, and not only did we spend more money than we've ever spent, the things that are near and dear to my heart and my constituents' hearts weren't paid at all. Well, obviously, that's a horrible deal for my constituents. So um, I think, uh, if, you know, the governor indicates he's going to veto the bill. If he does, uh, then there will be a decision to be made by the president of the Senate and the Speaker of the House in terms of calling the override vote. Uh, you know, initially, I think they indicated they would not do that. Uh, but I think it would be very, very difficult for them not to do that. I think their own members uh, would, would have a very difficult time uh, not calling an override on a bill that had the votes to pass up front. So we will see how that plays out. That will be very interesting. Representative Hayes, we appreciate your time so much, and uh, all the best to you. Thank you so much. That's Representative uh, State Representative Chad Hayes in the 104th District announcing his retirement. It will come effective at the end of the next uh, or this current term into January of 2019. We have local news in a moment.